Welcome to the Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast. I'm Drea, your plant-loving, roller coaster-seeking, cajon-playing, massage-giving, and yoga-teaching wellness entrepreneur. Are you ready to journey to your healthiest, wealthiest self? Then join me and my guests every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, where we will break down the latest health stories and info in 20-minute bite-sized episodes. I'm a nerd at heart and love doing research around everything to do with health and wellness. My personal motto is your health is your wealth. I obsess over the latest news, health hacks, gadgets, apps, and more so you don't have to. Thanks so much for going on this wellness journey with me, and I'm stoked to be supporting you to be your most joyful, healthy self so you can live your best life. So let's jump on in to the journey together. Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Drea, and I'm really excited because today is all about New Year's resolutions and how we can actually keep them according to science and psychological research. So I was excited to kind of bring this in towards the end of the month because either you made some resolutions or goals for the year and you're on track and you're doing great, or you have fallen off the bandwagon already and are struggling along, or you just decided not to make any because why bother? You won't keep them anyway. So I wanted to bring this research to light a little bit more because I have struggled for years with resolutions. I had known for a long time that research shows when you write down goals and you make goals, you're much more likely to achieve them. But there's so much more to it than that. And for years, I've struggled and failed. And that just really feels kind of crappy. So this year, I set some new resolutions. Mine were to actually take time on Mondays. Every Monday, I don't see clients. And I've decided to do at least one, if not two, self-care things for me those days. So mostly things around like someone else caring for me, but also me caring for myself in certain ways. So I've gotten back to acupuncture this month. I started getting regular massage again, and I'm seeing someone for a facial. And it's been really amazing how my nervous system has responded and how my stress levels feel at the beginning of the year, which the beginning of the year, when you run a business, it can be a little bit crazy. So I've really like been applying some of this research that I, I did and it's been amazing. So let's jump on in. And I really want to try to help you make 2024 the year. You not only set goals, but you also see them through to fruition. So really in order to effectively keep these New Year's resolutions, we've got to understand some psychology behind goal setting and habit forming. So there was a study conducted by a psychologist, John C. Norcross, and his colleagues in 2002, and it revealed that individuals who explicitly make resolutions are 10 times more likely to achieve their goals than those who do not. So 
um, some insight into how we can kind of take these goals and create new habits so that we can continue seeing the goals through. Because I know that's my struggle is like for three or four months, I'll be doing great. But then I start to dwindle. So this guy, Charles Duhigg, he's an author of a book called The Power of Habit. And he introduces what's called a habit loop. So we can use this loop. It's a neurological pattern that governs any habit. And it's got three components. And we can use this to help us really make goals continuously happen. So the three components are cue, routine, and reward. When you understand this loop, it can be transformative in reshaping habits. So firstly, you want to take a moment to identify the cues that trigger your habits and the rewards that reinforce them. Um, so if you're like, for example, your resolution is I want to read more this year and be on my phone less. So the cue might be setting aside a specific time each day that you read and you disconnect your phone and you maybe ask your partner, friend or housemate to hide it from you. And um, the reward from that could be the satisfaction of gaining new knowledge or finishing a book or, you know, whatever that is for you. But you really got to sit down and critically think about what are the cues of your goal and the habit you want to start putting into your daily routine and the reward you feel from achieving that goal. Because by manipulating the cues and rewards, you can reshape habits more effectively. And then next, you want to try to build incremental habits. Since attempting a drastic change overnight can be overwhelming and counterproductive, that's often my problem as I'm out here being like, I'm going to do an hour every day of yoga. No, 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 no. You can't do that. It doesn't work like that. Your brain is just going to like be like, oh, God, that's so hard. I'm not. But this guy, Dr. BJ Fogg, he he wrote Tiny Habits Method, and it suggests starting with small manageable changes. So this idea was actually introduced to me by a friend a long time ago. He used to say to me, just tell yourself you're going to get on your yoga mat for five minutes. That's it. Just Just meditate for one minute. That's your goal every day, but every single day. And it's kind of amazing because if you do, if you do sit down for meditation for one minute, you're almost always going to do more. And if you sit down to yoga for five minutes, you're almost always going to do more than that. So not only do you achieve your goal, but you go beyond the goal. And that is something your brain will just seize onto and like help continuously create that habit and build even stronger. So another example could be you want to eat healthier, but so just begin by incorporating one single serving of vegetables into one meal each day. That's it. And, but gradually what these small changes do is they become ingrained habits and that paves the way for the larger transformations you're trying to reach. So yeah, that's one of my goals this year. I've really fallen off my yoga practice. And so I've actually been saying, okay, I'm going to do yoga every morning. I'm not even going to do it on a yoga mat. I've given myself permission to just do it in bed for five minutes a day, just to start getting back into the habit and make it a manageable goal. So, and I know that it's going to increase and I'm going to start enjoying it again so much and getting back to that place where I'm like, oh, I've got to get on my mat and I want to do 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. So that's one of the biggest things for reshaping habits and achieving goals. Another one that I really loved that I looked into was something called setting SMART goals. So SMART is an acronym. It means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So for instance, instead of a vague resolution, 
like I'm going to exercise more in 2024. You want to opt for a specific measurable goal, such as I'm going to run three times a week for 30 minutes or complete a 5k by March 1st. So this kind of goes back to what we were saying before about creating tiny habits, but like this is really solidifying how much and how for how long and how much a week you're going to do it. And then giving yourself like a date, like, you know, complete a 5k by March 1st. So external sort of pressure is really helpful for us to help create goals and achieve them. Smart goals really provide clarity, which makes it easier to track progress. And that helps you stay motivated. For example, like I make a list all the time with specific dates on when to get things done so that I create sort of a time crunch that externally motivates me. Some people are internally motivated, but really the majority of us, like 90% of us, we need external motivators to complete tasks. So another thing that was really cool that I found about creating habit and creating goals and achieving them was a psychological study that demonstrated the effectiveness of positive reinforcement and habit formation. There was a landmark study in 2009 by BJ Fogg, and it was, it found that positive reinforcement significantly contributed to habit formation. So actually creating celebration around small victories and rewarding yourself for achieving milestones. Um, it created a positive association with behaviors that you're trying to cultivate. So I do this all the time with my business coach. She has me set goals. She makes me put specific dates on them. And then she tells me to put a reward at certain milestones so that once I achieve, like once that task is done, I can either like take myself for a coffee or a night out to the comedy club or take myself to go do something like have a spa day or, you know, if it's a like bigger milestone that I need to achieve. So this has been exceptionally helpful in motivating me to get things done. And in 2023 with her help, I was able to just like do so much. So that really works. So really consider like, what is it what are little and bigger rewards that would help you to just be really excited to finish or get to a milestone in your goal setting? So another thing was overcoming obstacles. And really you want, we want to build resilience, right? We want to build resilience when we are creating and implementing intentions. Because even with the best intentions and a well-structured plan, obstacles are inevitable to the to our resolutions. And there was some research done by Dr. Peter M. Goldwitzer. He highlights the significance of implementation intentions, which involves specifying when, where, and how you'll enact your resolutions. This strategy it works towards enhancing your ability to overcome hurdles and stay on track. So like you want to clearly outline steps you'll take to implement your resolutions, like really break them down, considering any potential challenges as you're breaking the resolution down into smaller goals. Like for instance, if your goal is to meditate for 15 minutes daily, you want to specify the time and location, really actually write it down, like in a journal or something. And when you, by creating the implementation intention, you reduce ambiguity. And, and you actually increase the likelihood of success. So of course, like incorporating mindfulness practices into your routine to build resilience is actually a big part of overcoming setbacks. 
There was some research published in the journal Mindfulness in 2015 that suggests that mindfulness interventions actually contributed to increased self-regulation and reduced impulsivity, which those are pretty much essential factors in overcoming obstacles towards creating new habits and actually meeting your goals. So when we can increase our self-regulation, we can reduce our impulsivity. That just equals better ability to achieve goals. Um, one of the things also that I found in my research that I really loved was the role of self-compassion. But I don't think we talk about this kind of thing enough. Um, there is a woman, Dr. Kristen Neffs. She did some research on self-compassion and she found that it underscores the importance of just, you know, treating oneself with kindness, particularly though in moments of failure. So self-compassion involves just acknowledging setbacks without the self-judgment. And fostering a positive mindset crucial for sustained progress. So when we're faced with challenges or setbacks, we can practice self-compassion. We can understand that setbacks are actually a natural part of the journey, natural part of being human and of learning. And when we treat ourselves with that kindness and understanding the same like we would with a friend who might have a setback, that cultivation of self-compassion can actually turn setbacks into opportunities for growth. And it may actually catapult us closer to our goals. So I thought that was really fascinating. And I really, really want to highlight that because I feel like there's so often when I hear people really put themselves down when they haven't been able to make it to a new year's resolution or they've fallen off the bandwagon with a goal. And I know I, I can really relate because I used to be like that. And now I'm just so much gentler on myself. I've, I've really lived this, um, what this woman is saying from her research. I've definitely gone from someone who was much more self-critical to someone who's much more self-compassionate. And I am 10 times more likely to get stuff done because a setback doesn't hold me back the way it used to. It doesn't sort of paralyze me. I actually just now think, oh, I screwed up. It's okay. I fell off the bandwagon. I can just get back on and it's going to be fine. Like that's life. So, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the, the research I found. Also fostering the accountability and the support you need from others was something that I found really helps me as well. Um, accountability of course is a really powerful motivator in achieving goals. There was a study published in the American Society of Training and Development. It found that individuals are 65% more likely to meet a goal after committing to another person. So share your resolutions with a trusted friend, a family member, a colleague, send me a message on Instagram. Tell me what you're doing. Like, I, I would be happy to be an account, accountability buddy for someone like totally into that stuff. So, um, but make it someone who can serve as a, a, this kind of accountability partner who can regularly check in with you, give you mutual support, create a sense of shared responsibility, increase your commitment to the resolution. In the digital age, really technology also offers us, offers us this innovative solution for accountability. So, I mean, nowadays we can utilize habit tracking apps, there's social media groups, we can join online communities, connect with like-minded individuals. There's so many different types of virtual support systems now that can provide encouragement and tips and a sense of camaraderie. 
um, a study led by Dr. Richard Ryan emphasized the importance of that social support and enhancing motivation and even well-being. So really surrounding yourself with individuals who share your goals can really impact positively your resolution journey. So that is pretty much what I wanted to talk about in this episode of just like how there's a, so many different ways we can really make habits stick. And I've put all of these different things to test over the last year. And even before I did the research, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this is what I was doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this does actually really, really work. So I was excited when I went through different um, studies and discovered that. So I really recommend you kind of pick one of the things that I talked about and try to implement it with your resolutions. And, you know, if you don't feel like you need it, that's perfectly fine. But if you find yourself slipping a little bit, maybe just come back to this and see if it can be helpful. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for the rest of the year. This is... 2024, I'm just so excited about where we're going in the direction with the podcast. There's going to be a lot more sort of reviews on trends and all these different health trends that are kind of coming up. So I hope you'll stick with me this year. And if you have something that you're really curious about or, you know, a product that you have been hearing about that you would love to know if it's helpful for your health you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Soul Vibration Wellness, or you can get a hold of me through the podcast or my Gmail and just check in, ask me. I would love to do the research for you, honestly. So that's kind of the point of this podcast is to help you find the answers to your health questions. So anything you guys have out there that you want to throw in, I've got a bajillion ideas for the rest of the year, but I am more than happy to bring in an episode about things you guys really want to know about. So, um, for example, I had a client last week ask me about those, um, kind of like spiky mats that you lay on. They're like acupuncture mats. You can get them for your feet or you can like get full body ones. And I really couldn't tell her. She asked me like, are they effective? And I told her, I have no idea. I know some other people that use them and like them. I really don't know much about them. So uh, an upcoming episode is going to be about those acupuncture mats and are they effective? Is there good research around them? What do we know? Um, so yeah, I'm going to research and talk to some acupuncturists and get some good feedback and information for y'all. So it's stuff like that. If you think of anything, please, please, please get a hold of me and let's learn together. So have a wonderful rest of the day and yeah, I'll see you in a couple weeks. We would love to hear what you think about the podcast and send you a free gift, a dreamy and deeply healing yoga nidra recording for more restful sleep and a peaceful mind. Send us an email 
at soulvibrationwellness at gmail.com and leave us your opinion of the podcast and we will happily send you a recording. So listeners of the podcast can also receive a free 30-minute wellness consultation with Drea. Just send an email or DM on Instagram at Soul Vibration Wellness. If you love this podcast and found value in it, please consider supporting us so we can continue to create content that helps bring healing to others. We need your support and you can do so by going to ko-fi.com slash soulvibrationwellness. Again, that's ko-fi slash Soul Vibration Wellness. You can go there, find out more about the show and the Soul Vibration Wellness team and make either a one-time donation or become a sustaining member of our wellness squad. When you become a member, you will receive extended and special episodes that we can't fit in our regular 20-minute episodes. Members will also receive other fun bonuses, stickers, merch, and so please go and check that out. Your support makes this show possible. The link is also in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and until next time, Take good care. The Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast and content posted by Andre Trummels and guests is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, mental health professional, or other qualified professional diagnoses or treatments. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Do not start any new drugs, supplements, or herbs without first consulting your physician.